Next on BYU Sports Nation, BYU whiffs in the NIT, along with a bunch of other favorites. What in the world is the Cougs offseason focus now? March Madness begins in full today across the country, so we bring in the maddest guy on campus, Jeff Judkins, on a WNIT game day. Plus the final going for two results. I'm not even mad. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Band back together. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It's like Christmas morning for sports fans. Thursday, March 16th, NCAA Basketball. Ready to go. 32 games over the next two days. Yeah, baby. Thanks for making us part of your day, wherever and however you're dialed in. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a first-time champion of this show, Jerem Jordan. I've won, I've won other things. Right? Let me get that monkey off your back. No. S- stop it. I'm not Steve. <laughs> Young. No, I'm excited for March Madness. It's going to be great. I know it started Tuesday and Wednesday. I didn't really watch any of those games. Oh, oh but I've, they were games on Tuesday? I've got – you, you remember BYU's first win of the basketball season that's now over? Did yes. we say last season Yes. Now, or do we still still say this season? Th- it's this season. Is It's still this oh, season? Oh, because it's the offseason? Did we say last season? No? I, yeah. I, it's weird to be this, in that limbo this state, right? 17-18, right? Yeah. We're on the first level of uh, inception at this point. We're like, <laughs> where are we? Um, I'm Yeah, I'm stoked. Princeton was BYU's first win. They're the first game today. They played Notre Dame. Uh, so the intellectuals versus the Catholics coming Let's go up. Tigers in 14 minutes. Catholics versus intellectuals. Yeah, <laughs> that's not to say the Catholics are not intellectual. We're just saying Princeton is known for its intellectualness. <laughs> this is a fantastic day, and I refuse to let my mood be dampened today. Yeah, because of what happened last night. Why? What happened last night? That brings us to our headlines, Jerem. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. BYU men's basketball lost to UT Arlington 105-89. Shades what? of Utah Valley early in the season, right? Uh. Only this was the first round of the NIT at home. Eric Meek had 29 points, 23 in the first half, 7 rebounds. But the Mavericks responded with three players going for 20-plus points and shot 55% from the field. Hey, Jerem, did you know that they beat St. Mary's in Moraga? I had heard that. And now have a win against BYU in Provo? They lost to Coastal Carolina, too. But, yeah. So, BYU loses this game. Listen, that was their San Diego game for BYU, right? They had a Coastal Carolina game. Yeah. Or Pepperdine. Well, and Santa Clara. You have a lot if you're BYU this year. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that was a bummer, man. It was a real bummer to end the season at home that way. Yeah. The region was wide open. One and two had lost. Um, Cal and Houston lost earlier in the day. So the, the path to New York was wide open, but instead of good chili, BYU chose bad chili. First time in Salsa. the Dave Rose era that BYU has ended the postseason on their home floor. So, yes, it was uniquely disappointing. Here is the head coach, Dave Rose, on what the heck happened starting with defense. We had a really hard time getting stops in the first half, and uh, and, and they they made some tough shots, but they also got a lot of exactly what they wanted to get, and that's you know kind of us just uh, being a step slow. And also, when you turn the ball over twenty times on your home floor, thirty-two points off turnovers, you're not going to win many games. The not Dallas Mavericks. 
BYU played like the Dallas Mavericks. The season with 22 wins and 12 losses, though it has been a very, very long two weeks. Disappointing to think about the uh, the final two performances. Flush those last two games yeah. down the toilet. Yes. Hopefully, they are some kind of motivation for BYU in the offseason. We'll talk about what we think could be the changes uh, coming up. Since trending. the mood is moving down, Jerem, let's bring it back up. Women's basketball plays Washington State today. Cougar on Cougar Crime in the first round of the WNIT tournament. You can watch it live on BYU TV at 9 Eastern time. Listen to it on BYU Radio. Watch or listen on the apps as well. BYU Jeff Judkins will join us in the studio. To yes, talk he will. And I believe you called him the maddest man in March Madness. Mad as in mad awesome. <laughs> he played in uh, a lot of NCAA tournament games. We'll talk to him about what it's like to play in the tournament. Baseball starts a four-game home series against the Connecticut Huskies today, 8 Eastern, continuing through Saturday. BYU working to bounce back after a loss to New Mexico State on Tuesday night. Yeah, I, I want to see the Batcats win this series like they did against UC Santa Barbara. Disappointing finish uh, Tuesday night, so Batcats in action tonight. Uh, and it's, it's going to be fun to see them Saturday as well on BYU TV. And softball swept Maine yesterday on BYU TV in a doubleheader, 8-0 and 10-4. Up the middle, another RBI. This one from Lexi Terrell. That'll score two BYU runs. Lauren Bell being waved around. 6-0 BYU. Terrell with the big hit there. Lauren Bell led the Cougars with three, going 3-4 three for four in the two games. Three RBIs, three runs. BYU got a couple of wins. They have another... Doubleheader coming up today against the Fighting Quincy Lewises of Wagner, coming up at 6 Eastern time. One week from yesterday, BYU in Utah on BYU TV. It's shaping up to be a, in softball. a top 25 softball showdown. Hey, let's go. Women's hoops could meet in the WNIT in the third round. Hey, let's do it, Utah. shall we? Yeah. Just get there. Yeah, let's do it. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Fast forward to the offseason. The only thing that I can see right now is that we need to work. Our players need to go to work. Our coaches need to go to work. And uh, we need to find a, uh, uh, a group of guys that uh, you know, can get together and, and overcome, be able to overcome a lot of the issues that we weren't able to overcome this year. This, for me, in a way, was the Band-Aid effect. Just rip it off. And end the season in a harsh... It was more like duct tape. Stark, yeah, or something like that. Same principle applies right there. It's going to sting and be harsh, but it'll be better in the long run. BYU, as you just heard from Dave Rose, time to go to work for Cougar basketball. Where does that start? Where does that start? Eric Mika joined the post-game conference and said after the game, BYU faced their fair share of challenges this season, and the hope is that when you go through difficulties, it pays off in a positive way. Here's what he said. Being young um, and then having a couple key guys go down and and just battling injuries and battling having, um, it seemed like only a couple guys in practice sometimes that could go full speed. Um, but it, it's tough, but in life, you know, the hardest things that you go through is it's always rewarding. So what in the world now? I mean, there are a number of concerns. Where does the focus shift to now for BYU basketball? 
Which brings us to our Twitter question. What is your off-season focus for BYU basketball? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At Milton underscore Rat. Defense. We cannot always win with offense. Okay. That is, that is my thought on this as well. Well, and ball security? <laughs> I don't that's, think that's the one that's uh, well. I, <laughs> recency at, bias, right? Yeah, that was last night. Looking at the whole season, I think that Dave Rose played for five slamma jamma, and the offense was amazing. They had good, really good defense too. But I think there's a huge investment in the offensive side of the ball at BYU. I wonder if BYU needs to put a little more emphasis on the defensive side of the ball. Meaning, I, meaning how? Like recruiting for defense? Uh, I I mean energy and effort. Okay. So what I mean by that is, let's say that BYU offensively is like, they, they would never uh, admit this, but it'd be like, listen, 65% of our effort's going to be on the offensive end, 35 on the defense. I would say, can we bump that up to like 60-40 or 55-45? In terms of how much time you spend in practice, how much time in the offseason, what's the individual commitment of each guy on the defensive end? Because I've said this for a long time. It applies in football. It also applies in basketball. What is championship ball in sports? It's in basketball specifically. It's defense and valuing possession. BYU chooses not to value possession. They choose to get uh, volume, open shots on offense. That has worked for BYU. That is BYU's football passing game in the 80s. For the offense. BYU scored 89 last night. That's more than enough to win. That's what Dave Rose said. You score 89 on your home floor, you should win the game. Offense is not an issue. I'm just saying, could you you take away from that a little bit, but get more in terms of wins on the defensive end? Because that travels on the road. The number one sign of a youthful team, of immaturity for me, is when you face adversity and you get sped up. And that happened BYU to BYU. Likes to play fast too, but they play even faster yeah. when they get behind, like almost like panic mode, way too early. Got to slam on the brakes a little bit. Be like, okay, yes, we're down ten, but there's still 15 minutes left in the game. Value that possession. Possession. Work. Work a shot. And the coaches know that. They've said it a number of times. But this is this is a very young team, and I think that the offseason focus. Just because of natural progression, this team's going to get better because they will be older. I, I do, too. I just hope that the jump is... Significant? Yes. Let me give you an example. Okay, the men's volleyball team, they did not serve the ball very well last year. They're now one of the best-serving teams in the country because in the national championship game, BYU got thrashed from the service line. And they had really good uh, you know, hitters on the outside that made up for those sins. Okay. What BYU did in the offseason, what Sean Elm said, was work on the serve nonstop. BYU's blocking is not as good. In fact, it's way worse. But now, now BYU is one of the best serving teams in the country. And they are still as good. And they're going to be in a better position in the postseason. That's all I want. I'm saying just sacrifice a little bit of offense. Let's say BYU's points per game goes down five points. But their defense goes up uh, you know, five points better. That's a huge difference. Ah. Uh, that's all I'm saying is a little more investment on defense. And speaking of defense, why not bring to the forefront our stat of the day? It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. The last seven games, you'd say the most important part of the season, right? BYU opponent shot 48% from the field. Oh, 48.4. 55 the last two games. Too many open shots. Not good enough on defense. I think BYU has the personnel to play good defense. I... I just think there need to be some frank conversations and strategic maybe conversations for the staff of, okay, 
what can we do to be better? Because when BYU would go to the NCAA tournament and win some games with Jimmer Fredad and those guys, they played good defense. That has struggled of late. I, I think, like, T.J. Howes is a really good offensive player. I think he can be a decent defender. I, I just think there needs to be some work there. And I'm not picking on just T.J. I'm talking about everyone on the squad. It's team defense needs to happen. Is St. Mary's more athletic and more talented than BYU? No. They play better defense. They were more patient offensively. What is the off-season focus, or your off-season focus, more importantly, for BYU basketball? That is our Twitter question today. For me, Jerem, along with the natural progression that you hope comes into play, and I think it will, I mean, keep in mind, Eric Mika, sure. as good as he was, he's, this is year number one off of a two-year mission. It'll as it hard was to- for TJ Haas, Yoli Childs is a true freshman. Like This team is young. They will get better. Yeah, I agree. Because of the time element. When they have Mika a full might... off season, not coming off a mission to train. Do you remember how, how healthy and how good Kyle Collinsworth felt when he was like, I finally had a healthy off season? Bang! Mr. Triple Double! He made a significant jump. I expect a few of these guys individually to do that. And as a team, when Eli Bryant gets healthy, and, and, and that, that is my answer to the question get healthy and get in condition. Yeah. Bulk up, get in condition, because that will make you play better defense. The offseason wasn't the issue last year for BYU with health. They came in healthy. It was, was the season. It was the season, and yeah. there's attrition there. And I, I don't know that Eric Mika needs to be better next year. He needs to just do it again, because he was awesome. He was awesome. He carried BYU a lot. I don't need him to be better. He was amazing. No, but Just do it again. But if he doesn't feel as much pressure to be that good for BYU and some other players step up, then all of a sudden, hey, now now we're talking. Yeah. Can can like Peyton Dastrip um you know get to the point where he comes in and, and contributes a little more? I think he's got some talent on this team. I, I we need to see some development from somebody on the bench behind the backcourt. I'm still concerned about that. By the way, there's going to be attrition. If you think the roster is currently constituted as coming back, no, it never happens. And Dave Rose addressed that in the postgame conference last night. It never happens. Someone's going to transfer that you were like, what? It just happens. Like It's, it's basketball, someone's unhappy, whatever. Will there be a mix-up in other things? I don't know. It could happen. Don't be shocked if it happens. Okay, so your focus... Defense, defense, schematically. Just a little more investment uh, in effort uh, and execution and time spent on that, those ideas. Yeah, and I'm with you, and I think that with the right offseason conditioning and not having a bunch of first-year players, it will get better. The emphasis will be there. They're going to get harped on it all summer long. Like, our offense is fine defensively. Yeah. We, need yeah. to just, we need to play better, and what is it that we need to do against specifically these West Coast Conference teams? What's Trending brought to you by Ahern Rentals, offering commercial and residential highlight equipment at more than 80 locations nationwide. Let's keep it rolling on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. What is your offseason focus for BYU basketball? At Joseph underscore Felt. Defense and maturity. Interesting that he would bring up the two things that we talked about. Yeah. Hey, great genius response. Yes. That's why we put <laughs> it in the show. The team has shown it can play offense very well. They need to work on playing an overall better game. Coming up, big deal, no deal. The final results of the season for going for two. Scoff. But Jeff Judkins in studio first. WNIT March Madness. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store 
the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. I'm still getting used to that Ben Bagley voice doing the readers on those billboards. I love it. It's less words for us to say. It sounds great. Yet, sometimes I have a false start and just read them no over one, the top of Ben's voice. No one knew that because they didn't but it's okay. mic up. But I, I am telling them that I made a mistake even though nobody heard it. Yeah. I'm watching Notre Dame-Princeton, by the way. Focus, so Jerem! I get distracted. <laughs> hey, the BYU Spring Football Special is coming up March 25th, 3 Eastern time, live right here on BYU TV. For the first time, we will watch the scrimmage on TV show, too. You, we've been there for several years with post-game interviews, uh, but it's very exciting that we'll be there for that. Also, by the way, tomorrow, BYU has their practice in St. George, and then they have another week after that. So there's still about two weeks left of uh, BYU Spring Football. You know what I just realized? What? I did not fill out a bracket. Oh my gosh! And it's too late. <gasps> well, officially, you, I can still fill I mean, one out I mean, manually. Like I, yeah, the Princeton Notre Dame game. You need to fill out early. one manually. Okay, so I'm just going to go on the record right here. I'm picking Princeton over Notre Dame. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm picking Princeton over Notre Dame. I will fill out the rest of the bracket manually. I yeah. can't. Okay, this is what happens when you're sick and you're taking medicine and you're up late and you're kind of depressed because the NIT didn't work out so well yeah, last yeah. night. It's been f- four days. I, I listen, want to point listen, that out. I've been sick the entire four days. <laughs> Did your hands stop working? <laughs> right things, right? Oh, I'm just saying. This is what happens when you're not healthy. I don't want to excuse Dumb you. Dumb stuff. Results. What's the off-season focus for BYU basketball? That is our Twitter question today. Oh, false starts, not filling out brackets. Get me off the show. What am I doing? Worst Jeff! Case, let's where's, bring, where's Jeff? Let's bring in Jeff Judkins. Juddy. Yeah. You're the man. It's WNIT, March Madness. Someone you played in March results. Madness. Yeah, somebody that's produced some results. You, are you in position to come over here and take over for me for the rest I, of the I show? I think I could do it right now for you. <laughs> but but I, got, I got film after this, so <laughs> I don't think you want to go watch film and try to tell the girls what you want to do, do you? Uh, well, I, I don't know. That, that kind of sounds fun, actually. Tell <laughs> people what to different. do. It's you different. do this and this and this. Uh-huh. Figure it out. Uh-huh. Can you enjoy the NCAA tournament in March Madness, even though – You've got to coach a team in a game, and that's your that's your job. But do you, I mean, do you go home and you're like, wait, what happened? Or do you? Try yeah, to I, I'm you know I'm a, I'm a basketball junkie, so yeah. I hear all these coaches. Oh, I never watch any game. And I'm going, you kidding me? I mean, <laughs> you're a coach, and you you I mean you you don't sit there and watch it like you do as a coach. You watch it as a fan, and surprisingly, it's a lot different. You watch it, and you you know, like the other night, I was watching. Uh, Weber State and I think North Dakota, North Dakota State. and it was, I mean, we're cheering for Weber State. Like, come on, you guys get the, you know, and it was a different approach for me um, than watching, you know, my team or even watching the, the BYU men's team. I, I, uh, I, you know, I know a lot of those guys on the team, and so I really want them to have success. And then of course, of course, uh, Coach Rose and his staff I know very well and know how hard they put in. So for me, it's a different. Probably other than my game, that's probably the next biggest game. I really care who wins and what they do because I'm around them all the time. You have experienced March Madness and high-level basketball at so many different levels. As a player at the University of Utah, as a coach, obviously, with BYU Women's Basketball, and then in the NBA, playoff-type games, atmosphere. So how do you know when a team is ready to play when it comes down to those critical junctures in the postseason? Well, it's, it's really hard because you think that you are 
prepared. And what most coaches try to do, at least what, what I've done and, and the coaches that I've been under, you don't try to change it up. You try to run your program the same as you ran it the whole, the whole year. You don't go and say, well, now we're in the tournament. We're going to do all this and this and this. Um, when I was with Coach Majerus, he took the team and we went into separate hotel from fans, from parents. from And the reason for that was he wanted us to be the same way as we are on the road. No distractions and whatever. Um, that was probably the hardest thing of going this tournament in Vegas. It's that. It's distractions. When you play Thursday or Friday like we did and you have three or four days off, what do you do with your team? How do you, how do you motivate them? How do you get them where they're focused? And so it's, it's a lot harder. When you go to the NCAA tournament, you know, you go and you have the big day, and then once the once the night before the game, you kind of prepared the same way, and and you're trying to do it, and so you really don't notice. I know when we got the Final Four my year with Utah, I didn't even realize we were in the NCAA tournament. It was like another game, another game, prepare for another game. I think that's what happens a lot. I remember a picture in ESPN magazine of you guys out on the grass of the hotel, kind of walking through, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's cool. That's, that's yeah, awesome." We've, we did but that it's all Utah. Time. I hope they yeah. lose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when when you, when you played at um, at Utah, what were your NCAA tournaments like? Because I believe you played in the Marriott Center. Yeah, right? we did. We played uh, Las Vegas. Uh, we beat them during the season at our place, a hundred to ninety-eight. Ooh, without three pointers. Without that was like 30 last seconds. night. Yeah. And then we played him here, and we were ahead most of the game. And I missed a quarter jump shot, which I still, every time I walk in the Marriott, I think about it. Wow. And it ricocheted off, and Reggie Theus got it and went and laid it in, and Buster Metheny fouled him. This was the first time in my career that Jeff Jonas, who's my point guard, missed a front end of a one-on-one, and he did that game. And we ended up losing. That's the only loss I ever had in the Marriott Center was against Vegas. Holy wow. detail. So, so, and I still remember it. What is it? That's amazing. How far is that? 77. So, it's a long wow. time. Yeah. It, that, that experience was so intense, it knocked something off the side. Yes. The, the <laughs> demons are being exercised in that moment, Jeff. Yeah. BYU Sports Nation karma has manifested itself. It feels compassion for you, and we want to give that to you for the WNIT yeah, game tonight against Washington State. Yeah, now you're coaching your own team in the Marriott Center. <laughs> so so what's, what's this uh, matchup like to you with Washington State, Cougars versus Cougars? Well, the Washington State, they run a matchup zone, which we have not seen at all this year. And so we're going to have to attack that. Um, they've lost some key players. That's why they haven't done as well lately in the ter- in their conference. But they got two bigs that are physical and strong. We have to do a good job with that. But the whole key, when it all comes down to I'm just telling you, the whole key is does my team want to be here and they want to play? What do you think? Do they want to I be here? I think they do, but you don't know that until the tip goes and here, here it goes. It's like, you know, I heard some stuff on, you know, in the newspaper about, you know, the WNB, NIT and the NIT is a waste of time. What are you talking about? The team last night, Arlington, they lose in the tournament, okay, and then they lose and they can't go to the NCAA tournament and they had a great year. Yeah, those big conferences, I understand that. But these little conferences, they get one bid and somebody loses in the tournament, is that really fair? I mean, this NIT with them last night was important. And I think it was important for the, for BYU men, too. They... They came out and said, hey, we can get to Masquerade Guard. We can get more reps. We can get more confidence. We can do more things to get better for not just this year but next year. And so it, I think it meant something. Now, yeah, maybe California and maybe Clemson, and 
Maybe somebody else in these other big conferences don't care. Then maybe we ought not let them play. Hey, you don't get in, you're out. Let these little mid-major schools, what's important, because it is. Akron is important to them. You know, Cal State Bakersfield, they, they won the league and then lost the term. It's important, you know, and I know hope, hope my team feels that way, and that's, that's what I've tried to really tell them is, hey, do we want to continue to keep going and doing it, and hopefully we do. Boise State, was it important to them too, Jerem, last night? I, I think so. Two <laughs> nights ago. Yeah. Yeah, two nights ago, I should I think say. it was, yeah. yeah. yeah Indiana absolutely. lost too. I mean, there were a lot of upsets. Crazy stuff happening, but you're right. The passion is so critical for a team at a juncture like this, and you feel like uh, your girls are ready to play oh, yeah. against my, Washington you know, State you know, tonight. Yeah, yeah I, you know, my, my seniors for sure. I think they they really want to continue to play, and they want to do it. And so hopefully that leadership and, and those guys will really come out and, and you know play a, play a great game tonight. How would you gauge success in the WNIT here? Success is hopefully winning the whole thing, you know, and, and saying, hey, you know, we, we missed out on the NCAA tournament because we trip, tripped up a little bit on the way, but we have a good team. Um, for coaches, come out and get better and see your players improve and see your players work on the things that you've been stressing for the whole year. I'm not going to lie to you, it's hard right now because, you know, the conference is over, you've had a little let, let down, you didn't win it, you thought you could win it, but... Um, you know, we, we, we've had some pretty good practices the last couple of days and been positive, so hopefully that'll, that'll reflect tonight. Why is your team this year, given the difficulties that they've had in the latter part of the season, capable of winning the WNIT? Because I think we have a lot of balance. I think we have uh, in, in, inside-outside balance. We have um, probably one of the most dominating inside players they can score in so many different ways and cause serious matchup problems. Uh, Cassie brought up, I mean, what do you say? The kid was an MVP of our league, playing so well. Um, it was sad. The tournament, you know, all what she went through, people don't realize the injury that she had and what she had to deal with. And she's way, she's feeling a lot better now. So I think that's a positive. McKenzie, you know, um, Pulsifer, I mean, she, she started playing pretty good in the tournament, getting her shot back. And, you know, this young lady just laying it up right now. Brenda Chase had a great year for us. All freshman team. I thought she played good in the tournament and gave us a good spark. And hopefully that's what we can do with some of these younger kids just, just get a little more experience. So Broadhead loses a tooth or chips a tooth against Gonzaga? She loses a tooth. Loses a tooth. Does she have a fake tooth in or did they put they the... put the real one in? Okay. And hopefully in the period of time it'll it'll come back, we hope. So then that affected her, I guess, all her sinuses, right? So in Vegas, she was not 100%. She was not. Yeah. You know, she was, she, uh, with, with the cursed tooth injury, and then she got some really bad sores in her throat, which, which I thought I had bad sore throat before. Stemming from the surgery. Somewhere. You know, yeah. And it's just, it's just, the doctors did a great job, and so did she. She just tried to do whatever she could to get through it, and, um, you know, the game in San Diego, I mean, was amazing when she did, how sick she was. and But that's the kind of kid she is, and she's been that way her, her, her whole career here, and it's why she was MVP of the league. Is she just she just ruthless. She just plays hard. She does what she's supposed to. And this team, we count on her a lot. And you saw, you know, when things when she's playing her game, we're very, very good. If she's not playing as good, as we're not quite as good because of what she can do for our team. But, um what a great season that you know that she had, and and you know she took the loss probably the hardest 
of anybody. And that's just that's how Cassie is. Jeff Judkins with us in Studio B on game day, WNIT matchup between BYU and Washington State, 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain. You can watch it live on BYU TV. Play for the right to keep playing. And we couldn't help but notice a potential third-round matchup <laughs> with Utah. Mm. Do, you, do you want something like that, Coach, because of what happened earlier in the season? Well, yeah. I, I think for me personally, I can't. I think my team would be saying, "Yeah, we didn't play very well against Utah, and so I'd like to, I'd like to get them back and, and at least play them again and, and, and play a lot better than what we did." But we got a long road. I mean, we got to win tonight, and then if we can win Saturday against the winner of Wyoming, Seattle, which probably will be Wyoming, and we'll probably have to go to Wyoming, go back to Laramie again. Yay! Fun Laramie, and then hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we win that game. Then maybe we have a chance of. But you know, don't you like St. Mary's too. Yeah, yeah, don't don't count out UC Davis. I'm not kidding you. UC the Aggies, the Aggies. Good. they're good. They'll I mean, get you. I mean, they're a very good team. They won their league by two games and lost in the tournament. You know, this is what I've been talking about. So, and then St. Mary's, uh, I sure will will want to play well against against uh, Utah since they lost to them early in the year. I just had a thought as I was staring at. The fabulous Jeff Judkins, Jeremy. We we have a Ty Detmer face. We need Juddy face. We need Juddy face on one yeah. of these, like the, yeah. the actual Juddy face. Yeah, then I could just be like, <laughs> whenever you you see Davis. Okay, it's your job, you guys. You get it done for me, Coach. Great to talk to you yeah, uh, again. Official giving you the BYU Sports Nation karma for tonight's game against Washington well, thank State. You, yeah, good luck. Hey, we uh, we appreciate all you do for the university and look forward to a great game tonight. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it too. So, people, please come out. We need some fans. Yes, support the ladies. They're home. Another chance to play. Coming up, who is this year's going for two champ? Like I said off the top of the show, I'm not even mad. I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. I ate a whole wheel of cheese. BYU football is having a two-day campout. Big deal, no deal. Who cares? BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by BYU Dining Services. Chef-driven, student-powered. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are also on demand anytime, anywhere. In fact, Jerem, I think we're on the iTunes app, TuneIn app, Stitcher app, Google Play. Google Play now. Yay! It's awesome. If you missed our interview with Jeff Judkins, holy detail (gasps) about playing in the NCAA tournament. I mean, down to a specific shot that he missed in the Marriott Center that he thinks about. He says every time he goes into the building, and he does that a lot, and he'll do it again tonight with his team in the first round of the WNIT. Download that podcast Fantastic interview with Jeff Judkins to help us kick off our March Madness experience. Cougars versus Cougars tonight in the WNIT, as you mentioned, 9 Eastern Time, BYU TV, BYU uh, TV. It's going to be great. The apps as well, 9 Eastern, Washington State, the Fighting Mike Leeches versus BYU. Oh, is that what they are now? The Leeches. <laughs> too good. <laughs> Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines. Men's basketball lost to UT Arlington 105-89. In the first round of the NIT tournament, it was 62-55 at half. Eric Meek had 29 points and 7 rebounds in the loss. The Mavericks had three players go for 20-plus. You get 20-plus, and you get 20-plus, you get 20-plus. Shot 55% from the field. BYU head coach Dave Rose, understandably focused on the defensive struggles. We had a really hard time getting stops in the first half, and... uh... 
and, and they they made some tough shots, but they also got a lot of exactly what they wanted to get, and that's you know kind of us just uh, being a step slow and. BYU finished the season with that loss, 22 wins and 12 losses. Where is the focus on the offseason now? That was our conversation off the top of the show. Jerem says defense. I say maturity. Put them together. It should mean good things in the future. Baseball starts a four-game home series against Connect to Cut today at 8 Eastern time. Continues through Saturday. BYU looks to bounce back after a loss to New Mexico State on Monday. Softball swept Maine yesterday in a doubleheader, eight to nothing and ten to four, including this gem. Up the middle, another RBI. This one from Lexi Terrell. That'll score two BYU runs. Lauren Bell being waved around, six to nothing BYU. The ladies ranked twenty-fifth in the country. They are now sixteen and seven on the season. Lauren Bell. Just heard her name, three for four with three runs batted in and three runs scored. They host the fighting Quincy Lewis's of Wagner. It's yeah. always the fighting former notable player or head coach, right? Yeah, it's Wagner, boring, the, the fighting Quincy Lewis's. Now we're now talking. We've got some drama. Yeah. yeah, build the drama. Doubleheader tonight, 6 Eastern. What should we do now, Jerem? Let's play Big Deal, No Deal. Okay. Big Deal. No deal. Brought to you by Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries, clean solutions, a tradition for generations. Number one. Big deal, no deal. BYU men's hoop finishes 22-12 and 12 on the season. No deal. To me, this is the most disappointing BYU basketball season in the 12 years under Dave Rose because the expectations were here and it was be- the season played out below them. There were fewer uh, wins in the first year of Dave Rose, but that was an 11-win improvement. This season, BYU is hoping to make the tournament be more competitive. BYU wasn't even competitive in league, and then bowed out at home in the NIT. That was disappointing. I hope that this is a season that we look back on and say, okay, the struggle caused some change that made it so that BYU went into the NCAA tournament next year and won a game. It's funny how the paradigm shifts as you look at these you say no deal I say it is a big deal because it wasn't better you know it wasn't what we thought it would be like rarely do I look back and think BYU didn't attain the minimum threshold like I really felt like they would do that this year and so I say it's a big deal that they didn't get there and you can say what well, it's not time to make excuses the season's over you've heard the excuses exactly though, and you, can point, you can point it exactly just because they're boring and repeated doesn't mean they're not true. They are very true, but this isn't the time to do that. I just it's it's a big deal because for however many factors, it didn't work out as well as we've really felt strongly about. We thought this team would win twenty four you know games. Who called it by the way. They won twenty two. ESPN BPI and Ken Palm. They were both like, uh, twenty one wins. And we're like, twenty one what? Twenty two. Well done, Ken Pomeroy. And that was in the regular season. Yeah. Impre- <laughs> impressive stuff. Number two. Big deal, no deal. The impact of no Elijah Bryant in last night's game. No deal. If Elijah huh? Bryant plays in that game, BYU is still Jer- losing. Jerem, really? really? You don't BYU think- is still losing that game. Did they Steve- gave up 105. Did Stephen Bale play well last night? No. He didn't. His minutes were, were Defensively, inflated because Elijah Bryant was not playing. You're not going to outscore. Elijah Bryant was not going to make a 16-point difference. You don't In think Elijah defensively? 
He wouldn't. I don't think Elijah Bryant has a spell where he turns the ball over three times in ninety seconds. No, I don't either. But Elijah Bryant, even if he plays in that game, BYU is still losing that game last night. And this that was UVU part two. Elijah Bryant wasn't going to change that. This is a big deal for me, and this is not my shot at Stephen Bale. Players have bad games. Just call it like it is. He turned the ball over last. Players have bad games. Yes, he turned the ball over. He knows it. He's upset about it. He's going to work hard so it doesn't happen again. I think that that does make a difference when BYU tries to go on a run in the second half. If Elijah Bryant's on the floor, I feel like the dynamic of that team is different. But it wasn't a close game. That's my issue with this. It was not Would it have been a close game if he's on the floor, though? I think it would have. But UTA is still winning that game. Wow. I think Dirk Nowitzki played for them last night. Was that legal? Oh, my goodness. I think it's a big deal because if BYU was going to have a shot to win that game, Elijah Bryant obviously had to be on the floor. It would have made an impact. But BYU got worked. He wasn't going to make the difference. Number three. Big deal, no deal. BYU allowing 55, I can't go 55% from the field in the last two games. How is this no deal? Yeah, this is big deal. (laughs) BYU can't allow teams to shoot 55%. You're going to lose 100.8% of the time when you give up 55%. I'm feeling nauseous for the first time since uh, I got to work today. No, Wait, for real? No, or? I'm kidding. Okay. That's a joke. Yeah. But that 55% kind of makes the stomach That's a nauseous gur- gurgle a little bit, right? Yeah. Tums. You need some Tums. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. That's a huge mm-hmm. deal. Moving on. Number four. <laughs> Big deal, no deal. The BYU football two-day campout. Hey, boys! This, this Kumbaya! Is a, this is a big deal. Uh, I'm excited to, you know... Go fishing a little bit. Maybe we can uh, set out a bear trap or something. Hopefully, Tavita Moonga doesn't step on it. That'll really affect him. Uh, I think it's a big deal that we're uh, going on a camping trip. Finally, Kalani Satake and uh, Diane Guacamole, uh, we get to hang out a little bit. <laughs> Ty Detmer thinks it's a big deal. I can't argue with that. This is a big deal. Yeah, big deal. Because it's just new and out there and fun, right? I think I think new things like this the are a scout. big deal. I joked with Ty. Hey, there's more Eagle Scouts on this team than any other team. They're like, tie all the knots, start all the fires. We need yeah. camaraderie. And I applaud Kalani Satake and his staff for trying new things to build these relationships. Like they are trying to emphasize that brotherhood at the next level, right? It's like they should call it Band of Brothers. Band of Campouts. I just came up with that. Band of The Quest for Brotherly Perfection. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh, next. Last one. Big deal, no deal. 16 NCAA games to be played today and 16 more tomorrow. I th- big deal. I think that today and tomorrow are my favorite sports days. If somebody says no deal, I'm going to go postal on you. I dare you to come at me on Twitter I've right now. I've seen you go postal. Come on. I don't do it. Spencer has things I'm to medicated do right now. Yeah. I'm not feeling great. So don't you dare say this is no deal. This is the greatest day, two-day span in sports all year. There are four games at a time, four times today and tomorrow. It's so awesome. And it's the highest level of college basketball, right? I'm excited to watch that because I didn't watch that recently. <laughs> oh. oh, Yeah, this is, a, this is a big deal. Thursday, Friday, first round games of the NCAA tournament. Everybody yeah. fills out a bracket. About? Oh, that segment brought to you by Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. What is your off-season focus for BYU basketball? They've got some extra time to think about things that Nick Lee 51 says 
figure out some way to put the D back in defense. <laughs> Woof, as Jerem Jordan would say, and yeah. and Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone. <laughs> Up next, <laughs> Buzz's girlfriend. Jerem apparently is better than me at going for two. Apparently. <laughs> this is BYU Sports no, I Nation. Am. I just am. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, live from the studio, Bizzle. Day one of the NCAA tournament. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play, our daily rebroadcast. There's weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. I'm really excited about this weekend, uh, mainly because of the NCAA tournament. Also because number three BYU men's volleyball has a crazy important series with Hawaii, who's ranked number four, Friday and Saturday, 9 p.m. Eastern time on BYU TV in the app. It's going to be awesome. Ben Patch isn't playing this weekend. But the Cougars have been on a roll even without him. Uh, won 11 in a row. Hawaii has won 15 in a row. Oh, boy. Two seasons ago, Hawaii had won 16 in a row, and a less talented BYU team won both when Hawaii was number one. So I'm stoked. It's coming up Friday and Saturday night, 9 Eastern time. <sighs> Go Princeton Tigers, by the way. Do we have to do this next segment? Yes. You know what? I'm okay doing it. Contractually, I'm, I'm I am okay. You earned the right, we, Jerem. We, okay, this you season. earned the right. This season, we decided we were going to have these kind of prop picks for every football and men's basketball game. I think we missed one men's basketball game. That was it. It was, it was fun to do this. It was fun. Yeah. And so we've been doing it since the Arizona game in September. So long ago. Until last night. Yes. And today is the, the wrap-up because the men's basketball season ended. For the final time, we're going for two. Can you predict the future? I did. These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. We make two picks before each and every football and basketball game, as Jerem just chronicled, and we are now going to crown an overall champion. But before we do that and get to the festivities... Allow Jerem the microphone to say whatever it is he will oh, I say I didn't even know. as the champion. <laughs> Let's recap what I picked yesterday. In my medicated state, I said TJ Haas will score double figures by halftime. TJ was sick. Well, I know. know it's perfect, right? That happened to me one game, too, with Kyle Davis or something. Bad luck. Whatever. Haas had six points at half. When he missed two free throws in the first half, I was like, yeah, that's not happening. Yeah. Was, wasn't good. So a wrong did, a there. A didn't happen, Spencer. BYU basketball will hold UT Arlington to 30% or less from three. They were red hot early. They missed a bunch of late threes, which brought that percentage down like closer to the 30 mark. Wait, it was 35.5? Yeah, but they... Felt like it was better. It was, but they they had their bench warmers come in and throw up like six or seven threes late, and then they made like one. When the red-headed dude got in, I was like, okay. His name was Muirhead. I'll never forget it. Not TJ Huss, yeah. Yeah, so that that really was not as close as it appears. I was okay. way off on that one. Oh for two, I finished the season thirty five and forty seven overall. Woof, <laughs> Jerem. I said T.J. Haas and Nick Emery will combine for thirty plus points. I didn't know T.J. Haas. Swiss. Uh, yeah, I got that one. Thirty five. Yeah, how many points. did Emery score though? Emery scored twenty four. Yeah, and Eric Mika will have ten plus free throw attempts. Ten, ten plus half. free throw attempts at halftime. Yes. He had 16. Thank you, game. NCAA basketball referees. So I got both, but I didn't need any. Uh, in fact, you could have got one, and I could have got none, and I still would have won. So I, my largest lead comes at the very end. I peaked late. I was best when it mattered, and I win by four. Jason Shepard had picks as well. He got both wrong. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> so at this time, I would like to 
thank some people. Okay. Or am I going I'm for sorry, the championship? The gleam of my Y Factor trophy is, is bothering me right now, Jerry. Okay, let me get I in a don't better have position. a pick in that. In fact, I helped <laughs> give you that. Anyway, I would like to thank, first and foremost, Brigham Young. Um, thank you for bringing the Saints West, settling in Utah. Um, those that created, you know, BYU TV, KBYU, so that I could have this opportunity. I'd like to thank the number two. Uh, for existing so that I could pick it and go for it. Uh, I'd like to thank you for competing with me. I'd like to thank uh, myself for not saying I was going to shave my head at Gonzaga, and that wasn't why I picked. I'd like to thank my mom, uh, single mom growing up. You know, that was just really emotional for me. Am I being played off the stage? Yes. Why am I? I'm not Matt Damon. I'm a co-host on this show. I have a head over there. Why? You're directing the music, really? Yes, I'd I like to am. thank Kevin J. Worthen. Get him out of here, Ben Bagley. And Get him out of here. Championship. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Championship. Going for two. <laughs> I did it. I did. The show just the show just got better. Jerem left. <laughs> Stay with us. Quip around next. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Oh, look who's back. Championship. Jerem Jordan walked out the side. I thought you were going to leave, dude. That was your walk-off moment. Really? You want, you're back a, for more? Being a champion is first an attitude. Then it's a manifestation. You have to prepare. You see why to You see why Jerem Jordan can never win anything again? This is why. This is why. I'm telling you what. I'm doing you all a favor. Let's whip it. You need to help me so this never happens again. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. You gotta help yourself. It was me versus you. Come on. Brigham lost to UT Arlington 105 89 in the first round of the NIT tournament. Eric Meek had 29 points and 7 rebounds. The Mavericks had 3 players with 20 plus points and shot 55% from the field. BYU finished the season 22 and 12. Women's basketball. Ball night, as Jerem Jordan would say, in the Marriott Center for the ladies. They host Washington State out of the Pac 12, the elite Pac 12. Today in the first round of the WNIT Tournament, 9 Eastern on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps. Baseball. Los Batcats start a four-game home series against Connecticut today at 8 Eastern time and continue through Saturday. BYU looks to bounce back after loss Tuesday to New Mexico State. Softball. Cougars swept Maine yesterday in a doubleheader, 8-0 and 10-4. Lauren Bell led the Cougars 3-4, three, three runs batted in, scored three runs. Now it's time to welcome the fighting Quincy Lewises of Wagner in a doubleheader tonight beginning at 6 p.m. Eastern. Spring training. Jeremy Guthrie pitched an inning for the Washington Nationals, allowing two hits and an earned run. Cougars in the PGA. Daniel Summerhays is in action in the Arnold Palmer Invitational in Orlando, Florida. He is currently four over par. <laughs> Jerem, back to you. Thank you. Today's Rise back and Shout me. brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Who shall we dub the Rise and Shout? I don't think I should give it to myself for going for two, so I'll give it to Lauren Bell for going three for four, three runs, three RBIs, and doubleheader yesterday. No, I think think you should give it to yourself so that you can become even more insufferable. (laughs) Well, I'm... (laughs) I fit into the Blue Goggle Nation, right? We we are we are uh, sufferable together. I know, insufferable to other fan bases, yes. and then yes. it works the other way. Yeah. No, really, really, congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. No, I I think going for two was fun. It was fun. I the the main thing I I thought of was I wanted a pass option 
in that the whole time. Oh, don't do that. I'm not over that. Don't spoil that. I'm not over that. <laughs> what is your offseason focus for BYU basketball? Let's go to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At Googs53 tweets in, three-point defense and more focus on taking care of the ball. Turnovers were a killer this season, they especially were last, last night. They were last night. I'm not sure they were this entire season. I'd have to look at the last couple of years and compare. I, I didn't think that BYU didn't take care of the ball. But, I mean, when you hand the ball off to a freshman say, okay, run the offense, you, naturally there's going to be some growing pains associated with yes. that. Yes. LJ Rose took care of the ball really well. TJ Haas is a different kind of point guard. It's not your traditional point guard, so there's some nuances there. Um, yeah, I, I think turnovers is always something you want to limit. I don't know that it was a, as big a deal as the way BYU played defense. 20 turnovers last night is going to make a lot of people think about turnovers, right? And it just stinks that the taste left in your mouth is St. Mary's and then UT Arlington. The, two, the team that beat St. Mary's and St. Mary's. Why, At why does St. Stone Mary's have to be uh, involved? Involved! Twiggy Stone says defense seemed like a lot of teams had best shooting nights against BYU. Find a way to make teams uncomfortable. Felt like that, right? Yeah. Defensively, can you play to the point where you can be the aggressor? Yeah, you don't want to be on your heels. You don't want to be on skates defensively. Our elite tweet of the day from at Stutz 10 Forgetting the word young and taking responsibility for mistakes made in games. Well, those go hand in hand, right? Yeah, just say the names of the people that are young. <laughs> right? <laughs> then you're done, right? Oh. Hey, it's March Madness, and it's going to be awesome. That it is. And BYU women's basketball tonight. in their own version of March Madness. Right. WNIT tonight, 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain. Jeff Judkins needs your support, BYU fans. There is ball to play in the Marriott Center. continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use hashtag BYUSN, peeps. Going for two, champ. Thank you. Show on demand, BYUSN.com, audio podcast on iTunes. <coughs> whoa, whoa. And a tune and app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Scott Sinek. (laughs) Now I'm spinning the ball. See you tomorrow. Camera.